I'm on a porch, get money, you know that we never could get a divorce. Say you deploy when nigga might have been the source. Why me pull up in that brand new parts? Uh cause do I teach you this shit like a chorus? Bitch, I'm like ghost, I got power, of course. Investing my money and rent up a check. Now man, I hot like a motherfucking torch. Uh I gotta have it, got it. gotta keep going, cause I cannot get that when you get in money, got Hey. Press press play on that. Man, what's going on? It's your boy BJ Riley. We back here on the porch, man. Thank you for liking, comment, and subscribing. Y'all know we on all platforms. Y'all go get that. We everywhere, man. We trying to take over, and we just want y'all to be there with us. So y'all can go follow us at underscore on the porch. Y'all can go follow me at underscore BJ Real on all platforms: Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Coming soon, Mike. Where they get you at? Man, y'all can get me at underscore Mr. Dot Mindset on, on Instagram. And then y'all go find me on the porch. You know what it is, man. Twitter. I think my name is... I don't even know my name on Twitter, but whatever. But just go get me on Instagram at Mr. Dot Mindset. Put the underscore before the Mr. Man, y'all know it's a new name, but y'all know what we're doing. Man, we're going to do something a little different this episode. Um, I'm sorry I put it up so late, but I put on my story... Um, if you guys have any questions or um, topics y'all want us to talk about, go ahead and put that on there. I did get some responses, so we're going to go ahead and talk about that. Wait, take a shot. Take a shot. See a shot? See a shot. Take a shot. What is it? I ain't see a shot. Give him a shot. Give him a shot. Give him a shot. Give me a shot. Hold on. Something happened to the audio. Something happened. Yeah, I'm good. We good. Oh, we, we, good. Good. we good. We good. We good. We good. So, but for sure, man, we we back. We back at it again, man. Y'all already know what's going on. BJ has told y'all that we are going to ask y'all questions. I'm going to take it out the bottle. Just a little bit. Not too much, y'all. Not too much. That's it for me. On the porch doesn't advise drinking unless you're 21 and up. 21 up and you get some money. If you ain't get no money... Don't drink. Simple. <laughs> That's just a little bit, though. Like, we have not drunk this whole bottle. Y'all probably think we're alcoholics and we drunk this whole bottle. Nah, our producer brought it. That was, that was, our, that was our video producer. He drunk that. He brought that. But listen, though, for real, I'll just sign. We back at it again, man. Y'all know exactly how we get down. We, got, we brought a new format, though. Like I said, he, got some, he put on his story some questions. I was supposed to put on there to answer some questions, but I didn't get to. I forgot. My brain... At 100 miles per minute, you get what I mean? So I forgot to do it, but my boy BJ got it. So, BJ, what's going Did we not? Did we just flipped the house, didn't we? We did. First of all, how your week going? My bad, man. How your week going? My week going good. You know, it's the first weekend. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> how your week going, bro? What's up? Can I talk? Yeah, you can talk. Bro, go ahead. Well, you can talk. You can talk. It's my turn. It's my turn to talk. Can I talk? That's how they be undisputed. Can I talk? It's my turn. It's my turn. Let me talk. You talk. But yeah, my week's been good. You know, we the first week. I believe this is the first week into 2023. So I'm just really trying to set myself up. Um, I left everything in 2022. Just trying to make sure I'm on pace for all my goals and stuff. Trying to make sure I'm doing the right thing, eating the right thing, um, getting up at the right time, and just focusing on and putting my energy towards the right things. So my week's been pretty good. Um, I think I've been doing a pretty good job at that. I know I'm eating better. Um, I got a better vision at um, what I'm doing. What the fuck are you laughing at? 
I'm eating better though. That's good, bro. I want you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Might be acting like a whole nigga sometimes. But yeah, that's how my week been going. So, what's going on? Man, my week going pretty good, man. You know, like I said, first week into 2022, been doing a lot of new things, been rebranding myself, really going hard with the branding lately. So, really excited about that. Brought a phenomenal producer onto the team. So, hey, look, we going up. It's only up from here. I right? brought him. He hit me up. He hit both of us up. Uh, he knows me. Who you know more? He knew Tay, me. who do you know more? No, he knew me, though. Tay, if... if me, Tay, 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 If we were hanging off a cliff right now, who are you grabbing, me or Mike? I hope you grab me. This nigga kind of is swole, bro. So you going to grab me? What do you mean? Oh, wait. I say if we're hanging off a cliff right now, who who are you grabbing? Yes, you got to pick us up. But the thing is, so you're not gonna save me though. I'm gonna try something. Said I need to grab you. And I'm you're fired. I'm kidding. I was just fucking with you. But nah, for real though. So I'll I'll just side though. It's been cool. Been really getting after it. But most important thing that happened during 20 well the end of 2022, I was at a close on my flip. that we had did. Closed on it and it flopped. They make no money off of it. Let's be honest here. It's cool. I like to be honest. And I, I think I lost probably like 10 racks on it. At least. So, you know, we're losing to $10,000. It's cool because it's over time. So, you know, I, we bought this flip. If y'all seen, we posted about it. We, I bought this. We bought this flip back in, uh, what was that? May, uh, March 2022. We closed on it. We was like, oh, we're going to have it sold by May. They ended up selling it to December 16th. Right, so, I know December 27th. So, and then we sold for a significant loss. We thought we were gonna sell it for 200 and I know 300 and like 300,000. Ended up selling for 215, right? Just enough to pretty much pay the lenders off, pay the, the listing agent, and then I was able to get recoup some of the money that I put into it. So, I put around 24, 25, really more than that because I stopped counting for real at the at the Looking real bad, I stopped counting because it made me feel worse. So I just stopped counting. But I mean, got was able to get something back off of it, but you know, pretty much took a loss. Um, and it was our first flip, so it was a good experience, right? We don't take everything as a loss, we take it's a lesson, right? So if you lose something and you feel like you lost something, be able to look at it from another perspective of what can I learn from this situation. So I look at it as a lesson. Um, and you know, it felt during the time during that year, it was, it was, it, sometimes it got hard. Sometimes I was like, damn, bro, shit, you know, this shit going on. We thought we would have been sold this. We thought this would have been gone, but everything don't work out how you want it to work out. And that's just how life goes. So we need y'all to be able to make sure y'all are having the right mindsets when you're going out here and trying new things. Cause sometimes it's not going to go exactly how you planned it or how you even wanted to plan it, how, however you want it to happen at all. So. How you feel about it, man? How, how you feel? Like, what's your thoughts during the process of the flip and everything? Yeah, you know, well, at this moment in time, I'm pretty at peace with it, of course. But like you said, like on this deal, we didn't even profit, of course. Like we said, like we don't learn every lesson from this deal, but we didn't even profit. Like we went from drawing out and mapping out. And if we were able to execute and do it how we were supposed to, we could have made $100,000 on this deal. I mean to say that, yeah. It ended up turning into something that we weren't even able to profit on. But you had to get I, it on. Yeah, like he said it was a flop, but I really don't look at it as a flop because 
over the course of this deal, I know we went through everything that you would like. We done learned everything and went through everything that you can on like a flip project. The only thing we didn't go through is the house just burning down and tearing down. That's the only thing we didn't go through. But wait, let's be honest. This such thing as a flop. You can still look at it. I ain't not looking at it as a less. I'm not looking at it as an L, but it still was a flop. The flip turned into a flop. We ain't made no money. It was a flop. Now, it wasn't a loss, it was just a lesson. See, it, the flip turned into a flop, didn't make no money. We could be honest here, man. Man, y'all know sometimes you take an L, bro, that shit is a loss. You, I mean, not a loss, but that shit is a flop, bro. That shit did not go how you want it to go. So therefore, it's a, now I'm not looking at it in a, negative, in a negative way, because at the end of the day, what happened is it made me turn my shit up that I'm doing this year up to a whole nother level, already starting off, right? One of the things that happened, because I think we, I think, the purchase price for that house was 131 or something like that. It was around 131. Um, then I was like, we, we, we under budgeted. That was the problem, one of the biggest problems. We under budgeted for the rehab. When we under budgeted for the rehab, I mean, well, we, had a 30, we, we said $30,000. So I was like, boom. So we got the private money limit. Mind you, we had to do a full rehab. I'm talking about like kitchen, knocking out walls, everything. Uh, Floors, everything for real. Not changing bathrooms. We had to build like, a whole bathroom, painting all that, and we just we budgeted for thirty thousand. Budget for thirty thousand, which is stupid, because the house is nice, it's big, and it had a pool in the back that needed work. That didn't make no sense. So, like I said, I'm not, we're not blaming nobody else. Shit, what happened was our, was pretty much our fault. We under budgeted for it, right? So. Because I know people like in Atlanta, I see their budget for it. Like even if it's like minor stuff, I see like people in Atlanta, their budget is like at sixty. So we tried to get this done with a thirty thousand dollar budget. I know we over budget, even though we weren't in Atlanta market. But that just shows you like how far off we were. Yeah, for sure. So we under budgeted. So we got I got we got I got a private money loan. I can say hey. Let me get the money, private money. If y'all don't know, that means I go to somebody personally that I know, and I'm like, "Hey, I got this deal. Let me hold 161,000. Let me hold 161 big ones, right? So they loan me or whatever. Boom. So we finish it. But first of all, our construction process was taking longer than it should have, right? So that was one of the biggest things. I don't know why it was. We put it for. 161 boom whatever so we were like all right we're good we're good we're just gonna go ahead and go for 161 we gonna make sure we stay within that budget but what ended up happening how i end up losing money because y'all probably like well how you end up losing money well i end up going over budget with by 20 like like i said like 25 right because so therefore that came out of my pocket that came out of my pocket like i'm over here putting 25 racks into the house from my pocket you know what i'm saying so end up being probably around it in the, the total thing probably end up being around 160,000 150 no not 60 180,000 that need to be done like all in so once you're doing that you all in at 180 something thousand then we over here we put on the market when we put on the market Shit start going. People coming like crazy, right? They coming out crazy. They get it. We would get on the contract. Grant offers like crazy. We get on the contract. First people wasted two weeks of our time. Pretty much they tried to come in. They tried to offer us 210, 215 at the beginning. 
Shit, if we knew what we, we should have knew then, we would have just went and took it. But we didn't, right? So we was like, all right, whatever, cool. What we're going to do is we're just going to go ahead and actually put it back, keep it on the market. They backed out. Put it back on the market. Somebody else came in, offered us $290. We like, oh, boom, say less, say less, bet. $290, we're going to take it. That's like, we, and you know what's crazy, bro? You know, during this time, we was like, bro, what the fuck, bro? We only finna make 50 racks? That's it? Hell no. We was in that bit like, that shit went nothing for real. So, I think, what, what, what ended up happening at, during that deal? I think it was at like 270 or something. No, no, it was 290. And then we end up, we end up, come, I come come down like, because during seller concessions. So we was going to get them like 15, 14. For the pool or something. So, either way, we was going to come down. For the pool or whatever, right? So it's gonna come down for the pool. We like, all right, bro. We ain't, cause we didn't do everything all the way up. Now they did the house completely. The house was great. Yeah, now so we, go ahead. we did this house all the way up. We they did everything. They agreed to the price. We even got to the point like they had their inspector come out. Everything got the appraisal. It came back good. When they don't send the appraisal back to you, that means it came back good. So they got appraisal. Came back good. They didn't send it to us. That means it was over probably what they are purchasing it for. Yeah. Um, inspector came out. Everything green. Um, like I said, we already told them we'll get them some money at closing, what have you, for the pool or whatever. Yeah. And then we get all the way down to, so let's say it's a Friday, right? Yeah. We're at it. Well, no, I'm not say that. But so let's say it's a Friday. Yeah. We're supposed to close next week. Sure. So we get a call, we get an email, we get a text that says, okay, the seller cannot close this deal due to like losing their job or job loss. yeah, job loss or something. So they just lose the whole loan. Yeah. So if y'all if y'all don't know, pretty much when you get a loan for a property, for a house, especially like a, a FHA loan. It was an FHA loan too. That's another thing. FHA loans take longer than a lot. That's first time homebuyer loans usually, right? Oh, they, so, they do two inspections. Yeah, they, 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 they did, did two inspections because that, the, the property they were, the property appraised for double what we bought it for. So it kind of like, all right, bro, we got to go then do a second appraisal. So they did the second appraisal. We was doing everything right, bro. We was doing everything, right? So they end up coming in and they was just like, hey, so... They lost their jobs. Since they lost their jobs, they can't get approved for the loan because they're no longer making that income that they was making before that got them approved for the loan. So that's what happened, right? It happened right before we were about to close. We were about to close, but we was like, oh yeah, we good. They text us, shit, hey look, we can't close. So uh, they went, mind you, this is after they had it under contract for around 40 days. So this means it has been not on the market for around 40 days. Somebody had had it locked up for 40 days. We're about to close and everything. When that happens, when that happened, the market started changing. If you're in real estate, if you're in anything, you understand that interest rates started going crazy. Like they just, the Fed started raising interest rates. So what happened, they, the mortgage rates started being affected as well. Now the interest, the interest rates and the mortgage rates are not necessarily tied. I'm not gonna go too deep into that, but they're not tied together. But, the mortgage rate is going to there. It is going to adjust to the interest rate. So it adjust, it went from when it was on it when we first put it on the market, interest uh, mortgage rates was around three percent. People get three percent interest rate on their loans, but then it ended up by the time we got back on the market after those forty days, it doubled. It went to seven percent, right? 
So since it went to 7%, now it's kind of like people's demand started diminishing like crazy. Like people wasn't just buying that much, right? So since people wasn't buying that fast anymore, it actually made it to where a lot of people had more chance. So it wasn't as competitive as it was before. So at one point when it was 3%, 2% interest rates, people coming in there just offering us like crazy because they like, but we got to get the house because we know for a fact there's 15 other people coming behind me that actually wants the house, right? So I want the house, so I got to move as quick as possible. Well, that changed after those 40 days that it was under contract with somebody else that didn't close. It actually, demand went down during that time like crazy. And since you didn't, we didn't do it all the way up like we were supposed to. So people wasn't just buying anything anymore because they had time because the demand had went down. They had time to actually look into other properties to buy because everything wasn't flying off the market like crazy, right? And since we didn't do everything all the way right, we should have did, redid the whole pool. The pool was the whole situation. Not the house itself, but the pool, right? It had a leak in it. And you know, it won't hold all the water. It'll just, it'll lose like two feet of water. You know, we had to get a new pump. We had to do a lot of stuff to the pool, but some stuff like getting a new liner and getting that, that thing fixed, it just didn't look too good to buyers. Of course we were like, bro, we'll buy it. If this was a house, bro, we'll buy it because we're giving a good deal still because it appraised for 300 at, or two, it, it appraised right at 290 or 295 that time, right? So we are like, damn, we good, we good. We gonna get this thing done. But it didn't happen that way. And mind you, while like the whole time this deal's going on, we got a whole nother deal on the back end where we got like a package deal of, of like eight. What was it? How many houses? It was eight houses. We got like a package deal of eight houses. So the plan was Mike get five houses and I get three houses. Yeah. This was just gonna go into our portfolio that we were just going to invest oh my in and have gosh. some rental properties. So crazy. the whole plan and goal was to close on the flip deal in time so we could close on the, the package deal. So we're hoping we could get a date and stuff for closing. So we're like, okay, we're going to close on this. We're going to have the, the money to put up for this yep. as in the down payment and stuff yep. to close on this house. And we're just, it's just month after month, it's just not closing. And we're like, man, we got this opportunity on our hands that we put ourselves in position to be ready for, but it's just not working out. For sure. So ultimately, like through this whole deal, we missed on, he missed on having five houses in his portfolio. I missed on having three houses in my portfolio, all because we took a shortcut and didn't want to execute all the way. All the way through. Yeah. Right. So my biggest lesson, well, I'll talk about that in a minute, the biggest lesson I learned from this deal. But... One thing I do want to say about that portfolio at eight, I took a loss on that too because we working with hard money lenders just going on Google. Like, let me find a good hard money lender. Even though I had private money lenders, but my private money lenders, they don't really want to loan for a long time, like for 30 years or whatever. Like, I want to hold this house. So I was like, let me go through a hard money lender, get a, get a rental loan, right? A rental, a rental income loan, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. Went online, found somebody, boom, they like, oh, we good. Start sending us papers and shit like that. Everything, right? Bro, they like, all right, shit, you gotta pay for the appraisal. They like the appraisal, since it was five houses I had to pay for, it was like 2000 or 2500 Bro, me being me, bro, I'm not as scared. I'm not scared, bro, investing. So I'm like, shit, here, 2500 boom. Mind you, I'm on the other end. He wait, he wait, he slick waiting on me just I'm to still, be like. <laughs> I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it, I'm evaluating it. Um, 
looking at the numbers over and over again. And mind you, he already done sent his 2,500. Yeah, so, boom, I sent 2,500. Man, bruh, they, bruh, them niggas, they ran off. They never came back. They never did their appraisal, nothing like that. Took 2,500. Mind you, after I already done put about 20 rats into the other house. I was like, this done gotta be, they done took scamming to a whole new level. level, bro. They got like a website. Everything, bro. Everything. And then like, if and if you wire some money to somebody, once you wire it, it's kind of like, you could just request it back, but they can't just, they don't have to give it back. They could, they could decline it. So I wired it. I took the L. I took the L on like 2,500. And then what it is, it was gone. And Boom. no cap. The only reason I was hesitant, cause I knew it was sketchy, cause on their website, they had like a Facebook page, and then they had an address on there too. So we I looked at, at the address. address I did the same thing, but and I it was like money. I looked at the address, and it was like a um, like one of them buildings. They just got like multiple like businesses and stuff at. So I look at the address, and I'm looking at the sign, and on the sign they don't say nothing about this company or nothing. So I'm like, okay, red flag one for sure. And then I guess it it had like a little page or something. I went to the page. It's not like the page, not the same thing or something different. So I'm like, all right, that's red flag too. For sure. So at this point, I'm just like, all right, Mike, did this man ever come out and do your appraisal? Cause like, and, and then on, mind you, I'm on the phone with the man, and he like, he oh, just, we like, the phone with He's just being like so unprofessional and saying Cussing like and unnecessary stuff that I'm like, bro, I know you're not like legit or anything. So. I was like, yeah, Mike, it's over with. I was like, Mike was like, yeah, I'm gonna give him a couple of days. I was like, yeah. Bro, I already, I, like, I already knew, but you know, bro, that, and that's a lesson, bro. Sometimes you don't need to be so eager. Like, you don't have to be so eager all the time. Sometimes being too eager will get you in a bad position. Now, what I did do with that, I did take, I learned a lesson. I understand that everybody's not legit. Just because they have a website, just because they're on the phone with you, just because they have that stuff going on, doesn't mean they're legit. They can still run off on you. They still can steal from you. And that's the thing. Being too eager or rushing or moving too fast will put you in a bad situation. Now, of course, I always preach on, but just go ahead and jump out there and do it. But thing is, make sure you do your due diligence first, but don't get to the point where you're doing so much due diligence that you get uh, 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 for analysis paralysis, right? So that means you get, you get paralyzed by doing analysis. You don't want to get into that position, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're doing your due diligence, doing your doing your um, research, because at the end of the day, I paid that twenty five hundred after I had already been putting a lot of money into another house. And guess what? I took the L. You take the L. I took the lesson. That's what I mean by that, right? I took the lesson. I understood what happened. And guess what? BJ, I tell you, bro, bro, I ain't cry, I ain't cry, I ain't do nothing about it. I ain't even better at it. I was like, damn, that shit gone. That's all there is to it. Get back to work. Shit, because at the end of the day, I can sit around and cry, but or I could go out here and try to make my money back. And ultimately, I did it. But the thing is, during this period of time, I don't care. It was slit like, damn, bro, everything going wrong, bro. Shit, the house not selling like he's supposed to sell. I just got ran off with 2500 Shit, I'm like, bro, I need, I need all my money back, but still have faith because when, when you put your money into a house, I wasn't tripping because I'm like, man, I would not put money, the, the house is still there. I still could touch it. I still could sell it if I need to. You feel me? So therefore, I know that I never lost anything. So we end up doing that. 
pretty much I made it to that L on that part because we was hoping on that money from that from that house to take us to get another portfolio of properties. Now, with those portfolio of properties, we still end up closing. We can end up wholesaling it. Mm -hmm. That's why I always have multiple exit strategies with everything you do. So I made my money back double just from just from wholesaling it to somebody else still. Right. But at the same time, I still took it because I could still could have had that money that I had before. But it's cool. It is what it is. So that happened Took that. Then pretty much what happened. I'm going to try to get a look, make it a little quicker. We put it back on the market. It wasn't going fast enough. We got a new agent. But what happened is that private money lending that lended me the first time needed their money back. Right? Because private money lending could be anybody. It could be a family member. It could be a cousin. It could be a mentor. It could be anybody. So they need that money back because they was hoping to use that money for something else. So what I did was... I said, hey, this is why it's important to make sure that you are taking care of your relationships and maintenance in your relationships. What I did, all I did was I called another guy in my phone that I had a number of. I know he's a good, he's a great guy, he's pretty cool, and he already said he'll lend me on anything that I need. So I'm like, I called him and I'm like, hey, look, I need you to pay this loan off plus the interest that I had owed them. Because at the end of the day, you want to be a man of your word. So they loaned me 161. I had to pay them back 167. So pretty much $6,000 on top of what they owned, they, they loaned me when I closed. But they needed that money back quicker. I called them. I said, hey, look, listen, let me get. I got this deal. Boom, boom, boom. This was going on with it. Here's the numbers. They was like, all right, cool. I'll loan you that 167 that you need. So now it went from 161 the loan to 167 because they had to loan me 167 and this guy put five points on on what we have and that's like interest that's interest five points that mean you got to pay me five percent back on top of what i loaned you so he loaned me 167 i had to no he they, the first person loaned me 161 but i had to pay them back 167 the second person loaned me 167 but i had to pay them back five percent on 167 right so I end up have to pay them 175000 and some change at the end after the closing. Also, we were paying interest-only payments every month. Yeah. So he got, he probably made at least 14000 15000 off of that alone without doing anything. He just put his money into it. But have those relationships because I was able to just literally pick up my phone, call my name, like, I got the deal. I need to pay my lender back. Take all, you could become the first lien position, which means if something happens or we foreclose, they get the house. And he saw the numbers or whatever, and he was like, shit, all right, cool, I'll take it. So he loaned me, we paid the other lender off, and then now we were in it. We were like, oh, shit, we good. We got it. We got like, he, he gave us like six months, and then if we, we got six months to close pretty much. Man, we closed on, on the fifth month. We were finna have to pay the six month. And we, pay, we was able to pay him back, but pretty much, that's how it ended up getting lower because the, the loan amount ended up getting higher. So, and I had to pay my agent 6% and I had to pay some closing costs. So therefore it was no money made whatsoever. I lost money from putting money, from putting money into it. We both, we, we both didn't make anything. And I appreciate we, we, we both just stood through it together. Hey, no matter what, it don't even matter. We stood through that shit. Still stood through that shit, bro. That's all that matter. Cause bro, at the same at the same time, bro, you gotta understand, we still got family, we still got shit to take care of. 
right? And we still was saying every day, we still wholesale, of course. So we ain't just chill and be like, oh, we gonna kick it and be like, chill, but we know we finna get all that money from the clothes and all. We still were hustling every single day, right? So you, lo I, I may have lost that much money, but at the same time, during that period of time, I started looking at it as opportunity cost, right? Because if I'm sitting at this house and I'm doing work at this house, I'm doing things at this house, I'm losing the opportunity that I could have by doing more wholesale do deals or doing something else that is more profitable than what doing what I'm doing right now. And that's why I'm like uh, flipping. I'm not scared away from it. I still do it, but it had to be an amazing deal for me to go out here and actually flip a house. But other than that, though, I ain't really too much work because wholesaling is way more profitable than flipping and then I'll just I buy and hold which I usually do I just want to do it that one time and I still do it but that's one of those things man and uh, one of the biggest lessons I learned from this right like I said we lost some, I lost some money on it it's cool whatever one of the lessons I learned and the biggest lesson I learned that I'm taking everything and I've been learning it. my high school coach used to tell me first class or half ass and I used to be like, bro, I don't even know what the hell that shit mean. But now I know what that mean. If we would have put all the money to the house, went into it and say, bro, fuck it, we doing a whole pool over and everything, that shit would have sold quick still, no matter what. And we still, I still wouldn't have took a loss on the deal. You know, I probably would have made less profit than I wanted to make. So instead of making 100000 probably made 70000 You know what I mean? We would have just went all the way through with it. But we say, you know what, fuck that shit. We're not going to do the whole pool. We're just going to put it back back on the market with the pool just how it is. And even though people that was complaining about the pool the whole time, we was like, bro, we just going to throw that bit and know that people going to get it. Nah, if you're going to do something, do it first class or it's half-assed. If you don't do it all the way up, if you don't have the power to do that shit all the way up, don't do it at all. Because I promise you, it's going to cost you more in the end than you, than you think it will. So... First class, that's that's my biggest lesson from that. What, what what was your biggest lesson from it? So long story short, just with the whole flip process, um, it was a good thing to get into. Like I said, I wouldn't no regrets. No regrets at all. None. I, I None. appreciate everything that we did going through it. Like I said, we don't learn everything that you can like with a pool. I mean not with a pool, with a flip. With a pool too, so, though. We learn everything like, about the damn pool. You can't tell me nothing about a pool. Yeah, like they said, like when you do a flip, you typically don't want nothing with a pool. You don't want to deal with nothing in a historic district because when you're in a historic district, you got to get uh, permits, you got to get certificates just to do like certain renovations. So our first deal, we took on it. We we did it. We, we did, did a flip it. in a we historic a district. We took on a pool, an old house, an old house. Dang. So like we we done learned everything that you have to learn through the whole flip process. So I appreciate, even though like the profit margins and stuff didn't hit where we expected them to and that we wanted them to. Still blessed. Yeah, we still blessed to get the experience and the knowledge from the whole situation itself that I know if we were to go out there and do it again, we could go out there and hit what we initially wanted to hit because we done been through everything. We It's not new to us. Like we done like went through all those trials, we done learned every lesson. So like I definitely appreciate that. But that's the whole story with that. Hey, now I made hey, a post on, on Instagram. On. I was a Hey, Tay. Let's turn it on. Turn the camera off for a minute and I take it turn it back on. It just stopped. Cause you know it's that 30 minutes yet. So. Alright. So go ahead. You got it. Yeah, I about to say, um, 
So I know some of y'all, y'all hit us up with some questions, some stuff y'all want us to talk about on the podcast. So let's see what y'all got. Okay, so one was a good question. It's um how men navigate fi- figuring out their life in their early 20s, whether mm. it be business or like going to school. And like, y'all know my view on it. Like, obviously, I feel like in your 20s, you're going to find yourself. Like, I just feel like your 20s, you're going to find yourself for sure. Because like anything all the way up to 18 years old, it's really that's what your parents, your parents are putting you in that school environment. You live with your parents or you stay in that district. So you're kind of forced to grow into that person that they want you to turn into. Of course, you're like you're a reflection of like your friends and your surroundings that you like handle and deal with on a daily basis. But like, I feel like it's more in your parents' hands for the most part. Like when you're growing up, like all the way to like 18 years old. But like men, like in your early 20s, I feel like that's when you find out who who you are, what you're gonna tolerate, what you're gonna deal with, what you're not gonna deal with, and who you're ultimately want to be and who you want to grow to. So, like, one of those big decisions that you got to make in your 20s is, am, am I going to school or am I getting out here and getting some money? For sure. So, I ultimately always grew up, like, go to school, go to school, because I didn't know no other way. Like, I didn't know, I didn't have nobody close to me that was, like, an entrepreneur or anything. So, I couldn't really learn from that aspect. Like, all my role models were either in the NFL or retired from the NFL, just having businesses off of the money they made from the NFL. I never knew somebody that was just solely like an entrepreneur. Right. Like I knew some people that were like my cousin and stuff, my uncle Eric, he was pretty, he, he's doing pretty good for himself, and, but he went to the military. So that's like, that's the only routes I knew growing up. Like it's either make it and go to the NFL or go to the army. Cause you couldn't do, you couldn't go to the NFL. For sure. So, that's one of the biggest decisions that we had to make when we're growing up. And that's why I say you're going to find yourself in the 20s because am I going to go to college or am I going to go out here and um, make some money? Right. And sometimes some people's decision in them making that money is I'm going to go out here and sell some weed. I'm going to go out here and scam bad thing. for some females. I'm going to go out here and sell my body. I'm going to go out here and make this OnlyFans. Like let me tell you now, I'm not I'm not against you finna be I'm not I'm you not, finna get why you talk, you talking to me. You've been talking too much over here. So like OnlyFans, I feel like OnlyFans is cool, like, but when you start showing pussy and bending it over, fucking all that, it's too much. Like you can have an OnlyFans and you could just be on there twerking, like showing some revealing pictures and stuff like that. Even be a little nude. That's straight. But I feel like once you start turning into porn, that's totally different. That's not, that's different. You're a porn star. You're not an OnlyFans model. That's what I think. So, like, even strippers, like, y'all do what y'all do. Y'all, y'all go out there and make y'all money. I don't think there's nothing wrong with stripping. But as soon as you go out there and start selling your body, start bending over, start fucking from cash, start playing with your pussy and stuff, like, I feel like that's just, that's a little much. That's okay. a little much. That's a little much. I mean, hey, look. Yeah, I'm but back to the question. <laughs> back Let me go the read the question. Well, read the question again. I'm gonna read the question. I'm gonna give an answer though. I'm gonna give an answer, and and, and I ain't gonna get into how the men, answer. How men navigate figuring out their 
how men navigate figuring out their life in their early 20s whether it be business or like going to school right. or something so, okay yes, go ahead go ahead you the continue. 20s are very crucial yeah Could be that that's me my answer that's my so. answer that business are very crucial all right the so 20s are very crucial um how you navigate you really all right so if you're trying to get your find, figure yourself out in your 20s right yes when you're trying to figure yourself out in your 20s as a man first of all you need to be extremely intentional there is no time i mean of course you can have fun but you need you need to be able to go out here and actually get with people that are in places that you that you want to be in, that you inspire to be in, right? So when you're talking to them, you see what they're doing. Figure out what you want to do. Now, of course, I'm not one of those people that be like, you need to figure out your passion and do your passion first. Honestly, I'm not saying do that. In your 20s, figure out how you can make the, make the most money legally. And that's why we're on the porch with it, because I'm trying to show you how to make the most money legally. So figure out exactly how you can make the most money legally so you could fund your passion, right? I'm not saying, that's why I'm able to, I, I'm doing things, I wholesale, that's not, real estate was never something that I was just like growing up like, ooh, I wanna do real estate. That's not something I wanna do. Now it grew into a passion, it's something that I love doing. But I understand there's, there's a bigger mission, there's something bigger that I want to do. So when you're trying to find yourself in your 20s, be able to actually study and listen to those people that are in the places that you wanna be in, in different professions, right? So if you see somebody saying doctor that be that's successful, listen to a podcast about a doctor that's successful and see how their life going, or read a book or something. But if you are listening to those people that you that's an entrepreneur, go listen to those people that's an entrepreneur and see if what life do you want to live and be extremely intentional about it, right? And we have to make sure that we are actually studying these things and we're actually implementing these things, right? We're not just actually watching, just to watch. Not listening, just to listen. Implement, learn, gain as much knowledge as you can in your 20s because when you're in your 20s, when you're about 25, you get in those 30s, you can actually implement all that knowledge you've been learning. I'm not in my 30s, so I can't even tell you. I'm, I'm still in my early 20s, honestly. But I'm telling you all what's been working for me. And that's what's been working for me. I've been watching, I've been listening. And I've been implementing. And as I've been implementing, I've been able to get to different levels, get to a different level, and then one level take me to another level, and one level take me to another level. Just from actually taking that knowledge, because knowledge is not power, implementation, knowledge with implementation is power. So implement those things that you want to know, right? So that's, that, that's pretty much how I say you navigate. And don't be too much, I mean, I'm in a relationship and stuff like that, I'm engaged or whatever, but don't be too much worried about a female at all. Like, don't, be, don't do that. Like, worry about, focus on you, right? I tell people all the time, if you can't pay, if you're not able to pay your bills and get yourself together and do stuff like that, you don't need to be worried about trying to take care or do anything for nobody else. I know it's probably sound contradicting because y'all like, bro, you're in your, you're 22. Like, what do you mean? But the thing is, though, I'm 22 and I was able to get my stuff together, right? I'm still figuring stuff out. I'm still going, but I do understand. And I was able to get a lump sum of money, get some chain, get some money, get a, get a property, get a house or whatever. But so therefore, you know what? I'm like, all right, cool. Once you find somebody that is worth it and you see that they're not taking you back backwards it's cool but until then bro bro just, just focus on you bro just lock in yeah yeah 
in a, in another one we had we're not gonna spend too long on it um somebody said the other topic was glock bridge so my question is i know go ahead you for the ask. people that don't know we from um we stay in georgia atlanta georgia yeah for sure it'd be exact and i moved to stop bridge yeah real east side shit. that what if i'm not on the south i'm on the east i'm from the d I, i'm from decad county man from if the i'm not on the six. south if i'm not in the south i'm on the east mm, for sure but but what oh, you're saying? Saying. <laughs> saying but they said glock bridge so what they mean is stop bridge so like i know we both are families we got family that stay in Stockbridge. yeah so like my whole thing like i really don't see Stockbridge getting too bad like i can't like i feel like Stockbridge is a nice area i can't see Stockbridge just being like, i can't either ghetto not here because it's still here in county yeah it's still here in county like i feel like that would be like always somewhere good to live in like if you come to georgia come to atlanta look at some properties or houses in Stockbridge. um can't be too bad i just see that as like i can't see that going bad but um like 218 where 218 exit 218 where i grew up on it does seem like it's kind that's still here in the county though but it does seem like it's kind of getting like overpopulated there's like a lot of traffic running through there and just like like i was born in riverdale so just how like riverdale was like my mom said to them like while we moved out of riverdale um they had the Marta bus and everything that started getting commuted over there. So it just brought like a lot of traffic over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of see that going on on 218. It's just, it's a lot of people over there getting overpopulated. So I kind of see it getting like a little bad over there. It, it does kind of look kind of bad over there. Like when I go over there, it's like a lot of people just like running in and out of it. But of course it's not gonna be like the ghetto the gutter the bricks of course it's not gonna be that but i do see that like growing more and more like as a undesirable place to live at rather than stop bridge stop bridge a great place like you said good football good stuff like i could raise my kid i would move i'll buy a house and stop bridge that's how like confident in like suffice i am with Stockbridge, but 218 is look like it's just too much traffic highway just got like a lot of traffic coming through there i wouldn't want to live over there all what, right what are your thoughts on glock bridge let me tell y'all something glock bridge. by the time i moved up over there glock, glock bridge by the, by the time i moved over there to glock bridge, bridge right it was danny i was then going to high school i think i moved to a second grade uh i mean not second grade <laughs> damn second semester of like middle school right um but y'all not hard Glockbridge? so please stop acting like y'all hard this stupid this, this glock bridge not this hard go, this goes for anybody bro you know they gonna see this right but i don't give a fuck before uh, glock bridge gonna see this now, before you say this i just want you to warn i just want you to be careful and warn yourself before you look before hey, you say what you gotta I'm, say I'm, I'm i'm careful and very warned you know what i mean i'm having mine glock, so you glock, glock bridge gonna see this and hear about it let him hear about it <laughs> so this is what i want to say though a lot of people uh, there's people that are in the streets trying to get out the streets right they have no choice to be in the street they have no choice but to be in the streets be careful what you say there's some people that's in glock bridge or stock bridge or got bridge that literally feel like bruh they want to be in the streets 
People man. are literally in the streets because they're trying to figure out a way to get out the streets. Y'all are not even in the streets, living in the suburbs, living in a good house, a good family. Y'all right. trying to be in the streets. <laughs> People that are in the streets are trying to get out the streets. So why the hell are you trying to get in? They trying to get in the position that you in. That makes no sense. So that really pissed me off about Stop Bridge, right? Glock Bridge, nigga. They, they, they yeah, really pissed me off about Stop Bridge, right? Glock Bridge. Bruh, stop trying to... People, <laughs> like I said, people that are in the streets are in the streets because they're trying to get their way out the streets. People that are not in the streets have a good family, two-parent household, big house. They're doing stuff so they can look cool and be in the streets. But they don't understand that's not cool because the people that's in the streets, they have no choice. So stop trying to, if you, if you got a good life, embrace that. Embrace that you got a good life. Man, shit. Bro, shit, bro. Me and my family got down. We, we, I'm not saying me. Me and my family got down. We ain't had shit growing up. We, we ain't had nothing. Nigga, I'm in mean, that bitch like, if it was me, nigga, we had everything. And I ain't have to ever worry about selling a drug or going to the streets. Hell no. Nah, I, I was in the house. Yeah, I feel like, like a real street dude, like. The whole thing about being a street dude is like you're forced to, to be in the street. You're forced. Like you have no other option but to be in the streets. Like mom laid on ring, y'all about to get evicted. Um, y'all don't got no clothes to wear, y'all don't got no food to eat. Like you have to be in the streets. Like that's what I think like a real like street dude is. Yeah. And like growing growing up in in Glockbridge. Like not, I, I don't see, I don't see like some people that stay in country clubs and stuff selling weed and stuff. I'm like, bro, y'all really selling mm -hmm. weed and y'all like in a whole country club with golf courts. We riding around on golf courts, on golf carts, making plays and stuff. Like y'all really out here doing this? Like yeah, a real street dude is like when you're back on the wall. Like I have to do this to feed my family. This the only way I see. My daddy, uncle, cousin, grandpa done did it. <laughs> For so sure. this what I'm doing. This what I'm standing on. I'm standing on business. But if you want somewhere safe and nice to move, move to Stockbridge, Georgia. <laughs> move to Stock. Hey, they need to goddamn sponsor us. If we gonna do it, they need to do it. Move to Stockbridge, Georgia. Cause these folks ain't got nothing going on, bro. They 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 straight, bro. They up. They rich. They got some money. You feel me? Bridge. No cap. But listen, no cap. Lot bridge, Murdonna. If y'all ain't hear about it, you're hearing it now. Nah, no cap though. But all just aside though, if you're not in that position, bro, utilize what you have. That's what I want to say. Utilize what you have. Utilize the resources you have. Your if your mom and your dad and whoever that is, bro, they living a good life. Figure out how they living that good life. Don't be trying to figure out how to get in the streets and how to make some money. People just be trying to figure out how to make money too fast. But you know what's crazy? They try to look at how to make money too fast from the wrong people. Y'all trying to figure out how to make money too fast from the rappers. Stupid. And I'm going to tie you into this. <laughs> watch how he go off of this. Watch how, I, watch how I throw him the alley. Oh, don't throw me the alley. And that all comes to this like Instagram, Twitter stuff off of like people trying to uphold like a certain image. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> they try to like uphold this image that they don't live on a day-to-day -day base. For sure. But once the, when they post two... One time a month, I'm out of town. Yeah, I'm out of town. I'm, I'm on a, a trip. Life. I'm enjoying myself. Look at look at this trip. Look at this body. I'm on a trip. Oh, I didn't even know he was going out of town this week. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to go. Man, stop can't. trying to hold that fucking image up. Let that image go. That image really fucking a lot of y'all up. 
If you got an image that you want to hold on to, bro, that's not putting you in a position that you want to be in, bro, let that fucking image go. Let the image go. That image is harming you better than it's helping you, right? You're If you can't fucking uphold an image, you can't afford an image, let the shit go, right? Y'all just trying to hold on to the image of, I'm doing this, I'm traveling, or I'm a bottle, I'm a bottle, bottle. But, but at the same time, you not at home take care of your bills or take care of the things they need to take care of. Priorities. Priorities. Your priorities fucked up because you want to uphold that image to everybody else that you got it all figured out, but you don't. Let the fucking image go. Let it go, man. It's not doing y'all no good. The image is fucking y'all up. This social media shit is tearing y'all apart. For sure. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. For a like and a picture and a comment and a subscribe. Leave that shit alone, man. Leave it alone for sure, bro. Like, leave that, that image shit is not helping you. Let it go. That image thing is causing you to spend your last dollar, right? It's causing you to stress, causing you to struggle. No, we're not doing that. If you str- if you don't have the money to do that, don't do it. Stack your money until you are able to do that, until you're able to get to the point where you want to be at. But until then, bro, that image shit is killing a lot of people. And it's keeping a lot of people from getting to the position where they need to be, even just to live a regular, comfortable life. Most of these people on Instagram that y'all see struggling. And I want y'all to know that for real. And one thing my dad told me, I was blessed to have my dad in my life. For sure, that's a blessing. One thing he told me, if you don't got no money, stay your broke ass home. (laughs) What they say? If you don't have no money, stay your broke ass home. And I lived off of that. Like if I ain't had no money, go to movies, go to the skating ring, go to Dave and Buster's, go to the birthday party. Go to the butt naked bash down the street. <laughs> Paul wrong with you, not the I'm butt naked I'm staying my broke ass home, man. I'm not going. I'm not about to put myself in a situation where I got to look over to my friend and be like, hey, bro, you can um, spot, me? spot me to get me in a party. We all got that one friend. We get to the party, man. And he look over at y'all. Oh, it's $20 to get in? I thought it was free entry to 11. We be like, bro, what the? Get your ass why this man? man? Why this man Crazy. come? Like... You know what I mean? Like, it, we all had that one friend, like, in college or just, like, going, like growing up. That one dude that was just supposed to stay here broke ass at home. And he just kept coming to the party. He was like, bro, nobody got $20 to keep spotting you every time. Like, rather stay home. Like, I'll never try to put up an image of something that I'm not. Like, that's just not me. Like, I feel fake as a person. Like, I, like I, like respect myself for like being like a real dude that just like i'm real like i i'll tell you i wouldn't tell nobody like a lie for real like you know what i mean so it's just like it's very disheartening where you can have like them certain people that just try to hold up an image every time you put a camera in front of their face like it's just a sad sight to see honestly it's a sad sight to see dog but don't no cap and that's for real bro like i know i just got real like that shit makes me upset just don't try to uphold an image if you can't afford it. If you can't afford it, let the image go till you can't afford it. So that's what I got to say about yeah. it. But like, like, I guess, shit, bro, we probably been for like an hour or something. Like, oh, I love when he said that. <laughs> we been here. We been here for a minute. For a minute, and I ain't, I ain't even gonna get. What that mean? Talk. What that mean though? What that mean? What that mean is I'm gonna give y'all something, right? Yeah, we fuck <laughs> My bad, guys. I've been cussing a lot on this episode. I really apologize. Nigga been off that rum. That rum. <laughs> that rum. That dum dum dum. That rum. <laughs> no, that bohemian rum. For sure. So, but honestly, one thing I got to say is 
be sure to go support us. That's all I got to say, really. Just go support us. I've been giving out hella game this episode. And another thing is, another thing I take from the episode, first class at half-ass. If you're not going to do it all the way. Now, I'm not saying you got to have everything together. But all the way with the things that you have, then don't do it at all. Right? That's how we, that's how we got them to it. We, we took a lesson on this property that we flipped. You know what I mean? We didn't go in that bitch doing everything all the way how we need to do it. So be sure to make sure, be sure to not do anything half ass. Do it first class because doing the half ass gonna cost you more in the end. Simple. Follow me on Instagram at underscore Mr. <laughs> Dot Mindset. But more importantly, follow the podcast on the on Instagram at underscore on the porch. Y'all make sure y'all follow us. Give us something, BJ. Just a little something. Not too much. Just a little something. Give him something, so I'ma give him something, you feel me? If you ain't got nothing. No, just... I'm gonna give him something. Oh, he got so, it. So so my message to you guys this week <laughs> is discipline, right? So Discipline Like you would become Like a reflection Of your everyday habits So if you say You want to be a millionaire I promise you Like nine times out of ten Y'all aren't doing The habits And everyday routine Of what it comes To be a millionaire So all that On Twitter and stuff Talking about some Repost this Or like Fuck that Or seven years of bad luck If you want to Post this on my story I want to be a millionaire That's stupid I'm like All y'all don't even know The habits and stuff It takes day to day To be a millionaire Yeah So y'all over here Saying y'all want to be one thing But y'all don't even know What it takes to be that So My message y'all is like You're a reflection Of your Like everyday habits So If you want to be a millionaire Look into and see what it takes to be a millionaire so your habits and your everyday routine can reflect that. Don't be out here just saying you want to be one thing and don't know no way or know how how to get to it. Like, don't just be out here just being a broken record. For sure. Like, actually have a plan, actually have a um end goal, actually have, like, a solution and a way and a how to get to where you want to be. Don't just be out here saying I want to be something because, like I said, you're a reflection of your habits. So your habits are going to show what you ultimately want and what you're ultimately going to end up being. Yep. So if you just think, I'm just going to be out here just chilling at the house, barely putting in work, it's going to show. It's going to show. So I can look right at somebody and just see what they're doing on it, um, how they approach me and how they do on a day-to-day. And I can see, oh, he gets up at 6 a.m. Oh, he... He gets up at 5 a.m. and reads a book or um, listens to a podcast. I can just tell mm-hmm. just off of the way you approach me. So don't try to be something you're not or say you want to be something that you're ultimately not setting yourself up to be. Yep. Yep. For sure. Hey, look, listen, look, listen. I say this a lot. Look, listen. Guys, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, comment, like. Have a conversation with us. If you got anything that you want us to talk about, hit us up. Let us know. If you know anybody that, that you feel like you didn't need to be on this podcast, hit us up. Let us know. And if you're on YouTube, please go over to the other platforms. Spotify, Apple Music. I mean, not Apple Music, but Apple Podcasts. Apple Music coming soon. Apple Music coming soon. But Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Y'all be sure to go over there and y'all leave us five stars.
So we can continue moving up these charts. We continue giving out this game, continue just doing what we gotta do to make sure we continue providing the great content that you all need. We appreciate y'all for listening. We got more stuff coming, bigger and better things coming, and we all getting after it. Hey, we appreciate it, and y'all have a blessed time. We out. Go, 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 clock. Peace. Hey, run that shit up, Chase.